How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf, and yes, I know my good friend Brian Rascone is pretty pretty pumped up with a wild card weekend in, in football, and obviously the Giants, he's obviously a huge fan. But on this morning's Sports Edge, we're going to talk about soccer a little bit, but of course... Well, you'll see in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes as I explain the topic. This, this, sort of, this issue goes not just through soccer, but pretty much all sports. And I will tell you that people ask me all the time, Rick, what's the biggest, biggest ongoing issue when it comes to conflicts between sports parents and their kids' coaches? Now, i got to tell you, the answer is an easy one. The number one complaint that parents have always focuses on their kids' playing time in the games. As in, well, why doesn't the coach give my kid more playing time? After all, can't the coach see how terrific my youngster is? And as more and more of today's sports parents become, well, let's be honest, more and more heavily invested in their kid's athletic career, including the time that's put forth to get the kid to practice into games and tournaments, the financial aspect, all the emotional ups and downs, well, parents become quickly frustrated if, in their opinion, their youngster isn't getting enough playing time in the games. Now, the problem is, of course, if every sports parent is feeling this frustration, then life can become very difficult very fast for the head coach. After all, most teams carry more players on their roster that can play in the games at the same time. Thus, some players are going to end up on the bench. Now, let me ask you this. Do sports parents ever get so angry and so upset as to try and make hurtful accusations uh, directed at the coach in order to sort of fight back if they feel their youngster was not given enough playing time? Okay. Now, if you follow soccer, you probably know where I'm going with this. And friends, of course, we'll take calls about this topic because I know it does. It's really been a, a topic of great concern to a lot of people. You know, of course, the number is 877-337-6666. The U.S. men's national soccer team decided not to renew their head coach, Greg Bolt Berhalter's contract. It expired a few weeks ago. But then it was revealed that a couple of sports parents, Danielle Reyna and Claudio Reyna, were apparently so outraged that their 20-year-old son, Gio, had played only sparingly in the World Cup games that the parents felt compelled to go to U.S. soccer that back in 1991, that's 31 years ago, when Greg Berhalter was 18 years old, one evening he and his then-girlfriend apparently been out drinking heavily. They got into an argument, and in a moment of exasperation, Berhalter lashed out, and he kicked his girlfriend in her legs. Again, this is in 1991. Burhalter was so embarrassed and so remorseful about this emotional outburst that he sought counseling for anger management. But the good news is that he and his girlfriend got back together a few months later. They even got married. They have four kids, and they still remain married today. So fast forward 31 years to 2022, Gio Reyna is on the U.S. men's soccer team, but as noted, he didn't play a lot in the World Cup games. And his parents, his parents, sports parents, 
decided to let U.S. Soccer know what Burhalter did more than three decades ago, and sure enough, U.S. Soccer decided not to renew his contract. Okay. To me, this sets an all-time low when it comes to sports parenting meddling on behalf of their youngster. Why would U.S. Soccer decide to use this as a as an excuse to fire Burhalter. This opens the door to every angry sports parent who wants to, quote-unquote, get back at their kid's coach and somehow get them fired. Even more startling in this sordid story is that the Reynas and the Burhalters have been friends, good friends, for decades. I even think I read somewhere that, that, uh, that Reyna was the best man at Burhalter's wedding. So why couldn't they get together and discuss all this? How could these good friends for 30 years have not been able to figure this out? The World Cup, I know, is the biggest international tournament in the world. But can't coaches make personnel decisions without worrying about incidents that happened 30 years ago? It's just unbelievable. Okay, I want to get into this today because I really do fear that this decision by U.S. soccer could have, had, could have real repercussions in all sports at all levels in the years to come. That is... They have now set an astounding precedent that says that they will listen to complaints from parents in terms of their youngsters and their playing time. I mean, if U.S. Soccer didn't want to renew Burhalter's contract, all they had to do was say, uh, well, thank you, coach, for your service and leadership, but at this juncture, we're going to go in a different direction with a new coach. That's all I had to say. Why muck it up with making public that the parents of Gio Reyna were complaining about their son's playing time? All right, let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Jack Smithlin over in, uh, in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Jack, good morning. I mean, you've been a coach for a long time. I, I just, as you can tell from the emotion of my voice, I'm just stunned by this. Well, you know, Rick, so am I. And, you know, when you, when you think about the, the higher people in this program, in this organization, the, the, the World Cup committee, using this as an excuse, it's ridiculous. You know, you were absolutely right. He was best man at, at their at his wedding. His the two wives, okay, the the mother of the player and uh, Burhalter's Ber, wife were roommates in college and played soccer together at um, University of North Carolina. So yep. there is a history here, a big time history. And I think, first of all, the committee or the World Cup. Soccer Association or whoever's making this decision to get rid of the coach are cowards, okay? They're using something that happened 31 years ago when the kid was eight. It's almost, it's almost the same thing as the hockey player who, you know, who got drafted. I mean, he was young still, and he was bullying a kid, and, and, and they released him because of history. I mean, don't people learn lessons? Don't people become more mature in their later years? I mean, this is, and he winds up marrying the woman, you know, the, the soccer coach. So in, in this situation, I think there's something deeper. It's a little bit deeper than this. And in my opinion, I have two really quick uh, reasons. One, they understand, I, I, think the, I think the coach did his best friend a favor to bring this kid into the, onto the program. And when they found out that it was really, this, this level was over his head, he didn't play him. I mean, this is the highest level you're ever going to get at soccer. Correct. And you know, and 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 at this level, you're there. You're there to win and win only. You know, I mean, in, in European countries, you know, coaches get murdered because they lose games in the World Cup. So when you talk about this situation, there's more history, and I think possibly one of the reasons is that the committee didn't want this to continue. So they got rid of him. And I doubt very much that the kid is going to be back on the World Cup team. That's my opinion. The second opinion is, like I said, he did this kid a favor. He was over his head. And, you know, it, it's just the situation that I think. And we're not hearing, like you said, you're, the, the, we're not hearing from the committee oh, oh, the reason why. I mean, if they're going to use this reason why, you know, they better find a new committee. Seriously, because you know what? I, if you if you look back, if you look back at coaches, I mean the top quality coaches in the world, and you do the research, you'll find probably fifty percent, even more, but fifty percent of them have skeletons in their closet. Yes, well, and if and, and if a parent's going to get unhappy with a coach, 
Hey, bring us out. Like you said, they just opened up a can of worms here. So, um, you know, Rick, thank you for getting me on early. I have a commitment, but um, I did call in early. Ed took the call, which is, you know, Ed is fa- fabulous. But you know what, Rick? I think this is a great topic. And all the articles that I read about this incident all relate back to parents, you know, being outrageous in their decisions when it comes to their kids. And, no, uh, you know, you've you covered it millions of times. No question. Yeah. Uh, I know you got to get off to, to practice uh, at eight, but thank you for your thoughts. Uh, I, as you know, I agree with this. Uh, and I think you make an excellent uh, observation that there may be something deeper here uh, involving uh, the, the, the 20-year-old Gio Reyna and what was going on. And maybe that's why Burholter didn't want to put him out in the games. We just don't know. But the way this was handled, and Jack, I'll let you go. Thank you for the call. The, 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 the way this was handled by, by uh, U.S. Uh, you know, soccer was so bizarre and so ill-advised. Um, again, the coaches, it's the, we all agree with this. The coach, their job, their responsibility is to decide who's going to start and who's going to play, how much time they're going to get, and so on and so forth. And it's all, you're giving that coach that responsibility. You're giving him them that choice. Yes, if you're a parent, if you're a fan, you can certainly argue and debate with your buddies and stuff like, no, they should have played this kid, they should have done this. Well, that's fine. That's what sports are all about. But as soon as you cross the line where the parents now call up the, the coach's, in effect, boss and say, let me tell you about this coach and what kind of person he is and what happened to what he did something three decades ago, which apparently he's already atoned for many years ago. I mean, this is just retaliation. You're trying to cast aspersions on what I thought was, according to what I've read, a coach who's a good friend of yours for for many, many years. So I don't understand, and even worse, instead of U.S. soccer saying, well, thank you for that, but, you know, we'll we'll make our own decisions on what we're going to do with Coach Berhalter and and do something more diplomatic, that's just bizarre. Let me take a quick timeout. Obviously, I'll take your calls about this because I want to really get into this because it's just so strange. I know we live in strange times when it comes to to youth and amateur sports, but this really is, you know, beyond the pale. 877-337-6666. Playing time is such such an emotional issue for every sports parent. If they don't see their kids starting the lineup or only coming off the bench to get a few minutes in a game, the parent invariably gets angry, real angry, and focuses their anger on the coach. It makes no difference whether this is World Cup or it's the, the World Series or it's uh, college sports or, or youth leagues. It's just the way it is. Parents want to see their kids play, play a lot in the games. And that's, that's apparently what happened during this World Cup uh, when the U.S. men's team coach uh, Greg Berhalter decided that, that Gio Reyna was not going to start or to get more time in the game. So Gio, by the way, is recognized as, as a promising talent. But there were also serious rumors in the media that he was not working or giving full effort in the soccer practices, that he had somehow of, a, of an immature attitude. Whatever the reasons, Berhalter decided as the head coach he didn't play him much. And Gio's parents, including Claudio Reyna, who, of course, had a, had a unbelievable career for U.S. soccer, well, they took exception. They couldn't understand why their good friend, Greg Berhalter, didn't see the potential in their son to play in the games. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> Playing time is a big deal. More than 20 years ago, when I was coaching youth soccer and baseball, I had my own clipboard with every kid's name on the roster, on, on that clipboard. And I kept track of each kid's playing time in every youth game, what position they played, and for how long in each contest. Why? Because when the parents invariably asked me about their kid's playing time, and the moms and dads felt that their kid had somehow been cheated in terms of PT, well, I had a totally filled out and totally complete sheet of the kid's playing time in each game. Now, I'll tell you, doing this took some real effort during the games to keep it all accurate. But in the end, when I could show mom and dad this, this playing time sheet, well, they, they immediately began to back off. They seeing how detailed the playing time uh, sheet had been. Now, again, this was more than two decades ago. But because even then, parents had serious concerns about whether their kid was getting enough action in the games and somehow or somehow was being bypassed. So fast forward today. If the issue of playing time continues to be a major concern and a worry for parents, 
<laughs> well, if you're a coach, either you as a head coach or you assign one of your assistants to keep track of every kid's time in every game, whether especially if they're paying for the kid to be in a travel or a club team, this is important. All right, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to Robin Lake Success. Rob, good morning. You're next up on the fan. You know, Rick, I got to tell you. First of all, I hope Bill. From, I believe Bill from uh, uh, Massapequa, who's really into soccer, played at LAU, All American. He's on hold, and I want to hear what he has to say because he has like inside track on this. But here's my thought on this uh, whole situation. Number one. It's an honor. Now, I've been blessed. I've been on four U.S. Uh, track and field teams, uh, USA track and field teams, uh, two Maccabea games in, in Israel, Brazil I participated as well, and over in Berlin. And I'll tell you, it is an honor to wear the red, white, and blue. It is something I, I, I treasure, I think about, and it's, it's something I'm so proud of. This is, this is a problem, but, this, but going forward, what we have to look at is two situations. You got youth, which we're talking about on basically your show. And we're talking about the highest level that you could get to in, in, in soccer, which is the World Cup. It takes two years of, of, of the United States team to go to round robin tournaments to make the World Cup. This is a long, long, long process, and it is these are the best players that are playing soccer in this country. You're talking about maybe forty, fifty people that maybe start out, have an opportunity to make the team, and there's only a handful that get selected. There's only 11 players that get that opportunity to participate per game. Obviously, with the substitutes, they have a number of substitutes they, they bring in throughout the game. It is an honor. Now, when we get to the youth level, uh, Rick, it's very, very different. You have travel teams, and this is what this show is what we're talking about. It opens up a whole can of worms going forward with, with parents who are basically – complain to ADs on the high school level, junior high level. Travel teams are different because, you know, the parents are paying money. And that's something now that's coming out of their pocket. They're, they're shelling out dough, and they want their kids to have as much opportunity so they could possibly get looked at for scholarships and college and all of that stuff. It's a problem, but it, I kind of want to know what Bill has to say. There's something deeper to this. Because something 25, 30 years ago should have no bearing, especially when the man got married. He has a family right now, and, and, and the parents really have, have no right to go back that far, which really, well, it is, it's deep, Rick. And, and <laughs> let, me, let me answer a couple of thoughts here. First of all, you know, as I said at the outset, uh, and I know you're, you're a passionate uh, you know, soccer fan, played soccer Love as a it. kid, so, but the fact is, when, when, the, uh, when the team wins in the World Cup, uh, and, and, and there's, there's more than 11 guys on a team. We know that. There's obviously right. guys who come in as subs. But when they hand out the trophies, hand out the gold medals, they don't say, oh, no, we're just going to give the medals to the top 11 players, the guys who started. The whole team gets medals because clearly it is a team sport. That's what soccer is all about. It's not about, you know, who's a superstar. It's about the whole team. And that's all goes back to what I said before, you know, about the fact that when you're a kid growing up, you have to learn about the idea of a team comes first. And honestly, I think that whole concept has been washed away and diluted over the last 10, 15, 20 years because we're all so focused now on trying to find the next superstar. To your point, Rob, about the fact that what what were these parents doing? What, I mean, these these are parents who grew up in soccer. I mean, the mom, had, you know, played at UNC. Obviously, uh, Claudia was a star soccer player professionally. They should know better. That they should understand that they may be, they not be happy that their their the coach is not playing their kid. But well, the fact, mean, yeah, but the fact is, they you just said it's still an honor to be in the team, and the, and the kid did get some playing time. He just wasn't uh, he wasn't starting. And he's so. still very young, and he has an opportunity. Look, they're coming yes. to the U.S. in four years, Rick. Yeah, and and and, and it's going to be a big event here. And he's at such a young age now. We don't even know if he's going to have that opportunity with a new coach or a coaching staff. It's it's really a mess. But I'm trying to well, look at both sides on on your show, which really pertains to the youth. Very different at the pro level. It's like, can you imagine someone, Daniel Jones' parents, calling, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and, and saying, oh, I want my – well, obviously he's a starter. I understand that. But, but, but at that level, it is an honor. And we really have two different situations going on. We're really going to open up a can of worms going forward for youth sports and how parents well, can complain. Let me ask you this. Okay, let's let's look down the road a few months. Uh, obviously, Burhalter. Let's say he obviously is gone. He is, and they're going to have to find a new coach for this team. Okay, so I'm I'm a good soccer coach, 
and I get a call from U.S. Soccer saying, look, would you be interested in coaching the men's soccer team? Could we have some young talent and so on and so forth? And the soccer coach is going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. If I become the head coach of this team, do I now report to the Reinas? I mean, are they going to be basically saying to me that, well, you understand, you got to play Geo. He's going to be a starter. I mean, how does that work? How, how, how does that – what coach uh, in their right mind would want to enter this kind of situation where they know that there's already a history here where U.S. soccer, you know, their board is listening to complaints from parents? I mean, how does that work? You know, I would like to know really what, what goes on in other sports. I mean, I, I, look, I don't think – it really doesn't go on. At the pro level, none of this – really happens, okay? Correct. Yeah, yeah college, I, even that, I think when a kid makes a college team, whatever level, D1, D2, D3, I don't think it really goes on. This is really I'm kind of, at this level, Rick, it's unprecedented. That, and <laughs> I, and it, it, at this level, this, this is the highest, I mean, a World Cup team is, I mean, look, I know soccer in the United States is not like European countries and other countries around the world, but it is really an honor to represent your country. And someone who's done it, it, it really is just an amazing feeling. It's, and, and, and it's, it's a shame. It's, it is a shame. It is, a, it is an awful shame. It does set a terrible precedent. And, and uh, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be very difficult for U.S. soccer to sort of navigate what they've done and how they allowed this to, the story, this this story from 30-some-odd years ago to come forth and get precedent uh, in, in the media. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally wrong. Rob, thank you for the call thank as you, always. Thank you, buddy. You're uh, you know, i got to tell you, friends, you know, back in the day when I was working for uh, Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians, uh, as they were known then, and I was in the front office every day for a number of years, uh, i got to tell you, um, very little, as, as Rob mentioned, and, and uh, I'm sure you suspect, the, 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 the general fans, the media, they're given certain uh, elements uh, that come from the front office, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that never, ever uh, find their way into general conversation with sports fans because the front office knows this stuff could backfire. It could hurt relationships. It could make things difficult with the chemistry of the team and the coaches. So, yeah, I, this is why this whole thing with Burhalter being accused of, of being a, uh, you know, a bad guy when he was 18 years old, this is why it's so bizarre that they gave voice to this. It's just strange. Now, yes, I know we live in different times and transparency is important, but it is really, really odd. Simple as that. Um, let's go quickly to Ed Ward. Ed, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good, Ed. How are you? I'm actually sitting in my car right now in a park watching a soccer game. So it's crazy as it sounds. But, well, uh, but getting back to this situation, uh, Rob asked a question about um, where, does this go on in college? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Fact, <laughs> sure it does. I, I could tell of a D1 school in New Jersey where a parent complained and when they had the and and the kid was playing, you know, he's playing a lot. I'd say at least sixty percent. At the end of the year, the college coach had his exit meeting and said, "We're we're not renewing your scholarship. If you want to transfer, you can." And the reason being is your your parents were a pain in the butt. Yeah. And you. Yeah, I was saying you you know that's true. And if parents don't think that's true, uh, uh, look. Every college coach these days, and this has been true back when I was coaching college ball, you have to be very, very careful because the parents do ask, you know, well, coach, are you saying that my kid's going to be a starter uh, in the freshman year? Uh, are they going to be in the traveling squad? I mean, what are you going to tell me about the playing time? That's always in the mix right up front. And if you if you promise that you're, that kid's going to be a starter or that you promise that kid's going to get a lot of playing time as a freshman, then the, the parents know that, and they write that down, and to them, that, that's, that is, the, that is the, the promise that is going to make their kid go to your school. But as you said, if, you know, coaches know that if the parents start to complain about their kid not getting enough playing time, or they're playing the wrong position, or not doing whatever, they're, the, the, parent, the coach is going to say, you know what, maybe this school isn't the right fit for your son or your daughter, so why don't you go in the transfer portal and go someplace else? And that's Rick, where we I are got now. one more quick story, and I know you got to go on. Yeah. How about yesterday I give a friend of mine a call because he has a granddaughter who's a very good basketball player, but she's young. But evidently, the coach decided to bench a player because she didn't come to practice the other day without you know, calling or saying, I'm not coming for whatever reason. So the coach tells her she's not benching. During the pregame talk, the, the father walks in the locker room and, and, and is challenging the coach. 
why her daughter's not playing today during the pregame talk. Now, now, can you believe that? Yeah, unfortunately I can because we've seen this. I mean, it becomes the parents have a sense of entitlement, particularly, as I said, you know, if it's a travel or a club team where the parents are paying the freight, they feel they have every right to, to intervene and go into a pregame talk and, and, and make their feelings known. Nice. This was high school. And high school as well. I mean, you know, we, we've had coaches on who said, I quit. I'm not going to do this anymore. Parents are in my, my face uh, for no reason. And it's, Chris it's, de Blasio from Saddlebrook was one of them. Chris de Blasio has, has become like a, a, a hero because he said, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm just going to quit. And he did. So, And he got, he got hired right away someplace else because he says uh, nobody's going to try to tell parents that there's a line they can't cross. And this is all interrelated to this stuff, Ed. You know, parents uh, making terrible accusations, complaining about their kids' playing time. Yeah, and I know it's a World Cup, but you know what? But, He's only 20 years old. So, Well, you know what? I'm gonna, there's, there's a one school district, Cranford High School, where I, in the area where I live. They got a great administration. They put it. They got a good leadership at the athletic department. And they got outstanding coaches, and very rare are there, are there parent-player issues, and the and the, the AD squashes everything. Well, tell you, we're going to see some changes for sure, and uh, you know, I, I think that's that's something to consider. All right, I, hey, Ed, I got to take a I got to take time Have out here for day. an update. You bet. Yeah, we're talking about uh, sports parenting crossing the line. We're talking about this kid in the World Cup and his mom and dad took exception to his lack of playing time for the U.S. men's soccer team. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Just a reminder, you can always find me on AskCoachWolf.com, and you can track me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf. Uh, we're talking this morning, we're not talking about football, we're talking about soccer, we're talking about playing time, and uh, you know, I, <laughs> we're talking about this very, very odd, very curious, very dangerous precedent that U.S. soccer is set by basically firing or not renewing the contract of uh, Greg Berhalter. As part of that, they sort of... Re- uh, basically said one of the major complaints was came from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claudio Reyna, Danielle Reyna, who was one that said, look, you don't understand, Burhalter some three decades ago was involved in, a, in an incident where he kicked his girlfriend at that time. And, you know, what, what, what does that mean? What has to do with what happened with the kid, their son Gio, not getting much playing time in the World Cup? I don't understand that. I, I don't understand that. Why did why did U.S. soccer feel compelled to release that? Particularly because Burhalter, you know, felt badly about what happened, what he did when he kicked his girlfriend when they were 18, 
and they were inebriated, and the guy felt so badly he went, he sought counseling, and within a few months, he and his uh, then-girlfriend reunited. They got married. They've been married ever since. They have four children. I mean, what, what we're just going to basically throw dirt on people uh, so that somehow they won't get be looked in, in, a, in a positive light? I'm telling you, friends, when it comes to playing time, sports parents don't seem to know that they can't cross that line. And I, I, I'm very concerned about this because um, it's just so weird. It is so bad. It's such a bad precedent. And I just read the other day where the U.S. soccer president, uh, Cindy Parlow Cohn, said they want to move the hiring process along fairly quickly. But okay, fine. Um, but how are you going to how are you going to find a coach to replace Burhalter when that coach is going to say, well, does this mean that if I become the head coach of the men's soccer team that I have to basically deal with all these other crazy sports parents who basically are going to throw things back in my face? Or do I have to, does this mean I have to put Gio Reyna? He's going to be a starter. What happens if he doesn't put an effort? Do I have, can I bench him? Or am I going to basically incur the wrath of, of their parents? These are tough situations which U.S. soccer basically sort of invented for themselves. Uh, this is a real concern. 877-337-6666. Let's, um, let's go to uh, Bill in Massapequa. Bill Eastat. Bill, uh, good morning. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Obviously, you were an All-American soccer player at LIU back in the day. You had a great coaching career uh, in the college and high school. What, when you heard about this, what did you make of all the situation? I, I was embarrassed, actually, as someone who's been involved in as an American and been involved in U.S. soccer for since uh, since I was uh, over 60 years. But let, let me tell you, I could tell you stories that would spin your head about parents. Uh, around, oh, sure. Uh, around 30, 40 years ago, I wrote an article with Michael Lewis uh, for Soccer Weekly about uh, the state of New York soccer. And, it, and one of the articles was uh, the problem with problem parents. Mm-hmm. You know, And I have my own history of parents accusing me of, of different things to, throughout my career that I, I, I confronted them and, and they weren't accurate. But this whole thing started uh, when Tio was uh, addressed in training camp that he wasn't going to be in the starting lineup and he wasn't going to be playing uh, as much. And, you know, when I heard about it, uh, I, all I could think about was the coach. Now, after the World Cup, I felt that, you know, he did a decent job, but I think if we want to move to the next level, we need to get, you know, uh, somebody with a little bit more experience and just somebody who's maybe been coached at a World Cup, probably from a different country, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But after this, I was just like, you know, I really feel for the man because it's just like when you, when you, and you keep on saying it, you know, first of all, they're friends, man. Yes. Yeah. They're friends, right? Yeah. They're friends, man. They're friends. And this guy's been married for 25 years. So for his family to do this, and, and this was definitely done before the first game. I mean, they were definitely aware of that. So picture this man who's under so much pressure. And now he has to deal with this in the back of his head. And if you recall, they were going to send him home. They probably should have done that. But they didn't want to interfere with the team and the direction of the team. But what Gio did was Gio pouted uh, that he wasn't in the starting lineup. And when I looked at that lineup, I mean, I I really don't like the system that they play. Uh, Gio is not really like a winger, and he's definitely not a nine. But he is a talented player. I mean, he plays in Germany. He plays for one of the top clubs for... In, in the world. So, you know, the first gentleman that spoke didn't think he was that good. I don't know what his future is, but it's just a sad state for an, another sad state. I'm not a big supporter of USA soccer. I don't agree with a lot of things that they do. Unfortunately, Rick, you know, you keep on, uh, Rob was saying that, you know, playing for your country, and I can only imagine I've never done that. Um, I've never got that far, but these guys, unfortunately, in my opinion, a lot of them, just, they don't play for the USA. They play for themselves. Man. Mm-hmm. And that goes, mm-hmm. that goes, that goes uh, all the way back to Gio's teams, mm-hmm. you know, the, the dad's team. I mean, the, the Claudio's team, the, the father's team, that whole group of guys that won to the World Cup the, the first time. I don't remember what year it was. They really don't play for, and, and, and this is, again, this is my opinion. Yeah. I don't see, like when you see before the game when Argentina sings their national anthem and then you see USA, you don't see that same emotion. Well, you, you, you don't see, and, and unfortunately, it's the same thing with the Olympics. I mean, the, you well, know, this is, Bill, I mean, I, this is what we're, this is to me a major 
issue when we mentioned a few minutes ago about the whole idea of team. I mean, we've now become yeah. uh, then a 180. It's now about the individual. And, right. and, you know, and as you said, watch the team. You know, they don't, if they're not totally united that the team comes first and not my individual stats or my playing time, I mean, that's, that's a real, real concern. And clearly that seems what happened here with the, with the American team. Um, I mean, obviously, as you said, they must have told Gio, you're not, you're not going to start. Yeah, they did. And he, he's an immature kid. He started to pout and so on and so forth. And, and he wasn't training. He wasn't training. Yeah, so, know, he was acting out in training. So here's the coach trying to get this team ready for the World Cup, playing against the best teams <laughs> in the world, and this kid is pouting on the practice field. I, I just, it's un- unbelievable to me. Bill, let me take some, <laughs> let me, let me, I'm sorry to cut you off. i got to take some more calls, though, but okay. I, I hear you loud and clear. Thank you for chiming in this morning, Bill. Appreciate it very much. Let's, uh, let's, let's, go, to, uh, let's go to Mike in Medford. Mike, good morning. You're on the fan. Uh, how you doing, Rick? Hey, I just wanted to give my uh, uh, thoughts on it. I was a parent that, uh, it wasn't soccer, but the playing time concerned me when my son first started at single digits. And I lost my mind a couple of times, and then I had to realize my own hypocrisy mm-hmm. of what I was doing and what was happening. And I had to actually see, you know, how I was acting. And, I, and that was the after effect. It wasn't a day or two. It was a couple of hours after I got home. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. You know, like, I looked like a complete fool to yes. anybody around me that, who was looking at me. And I realized that. And from that point on, I tried to change myself. And that my only point in, in talking to you and, and relating this to you is, is maybe somebody who finds and look at themselves and what they're doing, because I think that's lost here in, in, in American sports. And uh, everybody is it feels entitled. And and that's uh, you know it's 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 not a good thing to feel entitled. Mike, I I I, I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for for calling in this morning. Uh, yes. Uh, this is all, these issues are all sort of becoming woven together. A sense of sports parents feeling a sense of entitlement. Uh, the fact that they feel that their kid is somehow going to lose out uh, if they don't get more playing time or they're not the starting kid. Uh, it, it's, it's all, and they have, the parents feel they have every right to intervene. I mean, can you imagine if you, if you bumped in or met the, uh, the Reynas? Uh, at, at a cocktail party or at a, uh, some situation, and and you think him up in conversation. How would you even talk about this about their son or, or what happened with this or Burhalter? It's just so awkward and so outrageous. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And and you know I know sports parents like to to unfortunately drone on about uh, how how the coach doesn't see the light and if, if the team the coach wants to win they should be paying my kid and so on and so forth. I get all that. But you don't cross that line. You just don't do that. Uh, you just basically sort of, unfortunately, this becomes a teaching opportunity for moms and dads to say to the youngster, look, you're going to have to go on your own accord, especially if you're like, you know, 13, 14 years or older, and go to the coach and say, can we talk about what do I need to improve upon to order to merit some more playing time? And it has to be with the kid doing this as opposed to the parents. And that's something we, we, we sort of pay lip service to, but it is absolute truth. That's how this should be done. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, I, I, uh, I feel strongly about this because, you know, you're going to have to understand that that's a teaching moment that you have to sit down with your youngster and explain how this works because otherwise you run into these kind of situations which are so embarrassing to all concerned. Uh, let's go quickly to uh, Adam in Montvale. Adam, you're next up on the fan. Hey, Rick, how are you? So, former high school coach here. I'm a sport parent. I think this conversation, I'm in a way, I am ho- I'm glad this happened because it's finally reached a level where we can have this conversation and maybe start to see this change. You know, I'm a former high school coach, and this is a funny coaching story. I'm sure some high school coaches out there will, will connect with this. But I remember getting my first head coaching job. I'm not going to say where in North Jersey sport, all that other stuff. This is all connected to the area. And I remember the athletic director saying to me, Adam, you've earned this job. I'm going to give you this job. It was a head coaching job of a prominent school in North Jersey and a top 10 program. But he said, you're not going to like this job. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) And he knew it. 
He knew it. He said it to me the day one. You know what, Rick? He was right. But the fact that this has polluted up to the highest level just says the amount of of toxic narcissism and egotism has invaded the highest levels. And now as a culture, I am hoping that we can take this as an opportunity and have more conversations like the one you're having this morning because I think sports parents, coaches, everybody – we need to start recognizing that sports needs to be a meritocracy. We need to have a team concept. Otherwise, our whole society, you know, sport imitating life, our whole society is, is just continuing to erode. So, I, You know, I got, I'm listening to you, Adam, and I agree. And you use that magic word, meritocracy. Um, you know, that's what sports are all about, that the, the best players usually play, uh, the best teams win, and so on and so forth. That's what we want in sports, that we want an equal and level playing field for all of our competitors. Uh, we don't want a situation where, well, somebody became a starter because a parent uh, intervened and complained to the coach or complained to the, uh, the athletic director or complained to the board. We don't want that. We want the best kids to play. And honestly, as you well know, as a coach, it's the coach's responsibility. That's why we hire the coach, because we expect and we have full expectations the coach has the ability to evaluate the talent and to figure out in an objective manner, and he knows or she knows that every kid in that team has parents who have great expectations for the kid, but the coach basically can figure out, you know, who are the best players, who gonna, who's, who kids work the hardest, which ones deserve the play, and so on and so forth. But unfortunately, whereas that was like the... The, the basic standards of athletics for years in this country, it has long since gone away. It's now more about, look at my stats. Look at this. Here's how I'm going. I want to get a chance to play, you know, uh, sports in college. I need a scholarship. That, that's where we're at. And it's just wrong. And, it, and as, as Adam said, it's just we're at a point now where we just have to sort of stop. We're doing think back at what's going on. Otherwise, we have situations like this. All right, let me, let me take a pause here, uh, take a commercial break. When I come back on the other side, we'll continue with your phone calls here on this very important topic, 877-337-6666. Do some help with these sports parents who don't understand that you just don't cross the line in terms of trying to intervene and meddle with your kids' playing time. That's just as a taboo that we have to sort of reinforce over and over and over again to our sports parents today. Let's get back to our calls. Let's go to a Passaic, New Jersey. Oh, Skyler's gone. All right. Well, Ed, let me talk to you. Let me talk to Ed Arzuman because he's my soccer guy. And obviously, Ed's a little, he's, got a, he's a few years younger than I am as well. But Ed, I want to get your take on all this stuff because obviously you're, you know, you, you watch this. You're, you, you know that soccer is a huge international sport. What do you make, what did you make of this situation with, with Reyna and, and, Ber, and Berholter and his contract not being expired because they were complaining about the kids' lack of playing time? I mean, I got to be honest. Um, I think that Berhalter, in his own way, kind of messed this whole thing up. I just don't think you have to say anything to the kid. Just just let him deal with it as it goes. I mean, it's respectful, but I just kind of feel that. What, what do you mean not say something to the kid? Uh, prior that- to the tournament, I don't think he should have said anything about his playing time. I think that's something that you can dictate at the tournament itself. Yep. Instead of, you know, I think that added to it. Not to say that Geo's actions were good. Those were terrible, too. And then this is just, I feel like, classic where we are in today's world with uh, sports parents especially, is that all of a sudden, you know, in smaller situations, or maybe not smaller, but more localized situations, you see things like this happen a lot more because there are personal relationships there. And I think the biggest issue here is the fact that almost all of the people that are within USA Soccer are all friends. It's kind of like an old boys club, as Mm -hmm. I guess the expression is. Mm -hmm. And when you put a organization together like that you leave yourself open and susceptible to things like this things like uh you know a friend a wife of your friend getting really pissed off and then going out and saying hey you know what this guy did this a while back and i mean that's not cool either but when their emotions as high as they are and they're like hey you've known geo since he was born you held him as a you know one-year-old that's what's going to happen and not right or wrong it's just there needs to be a major overhaul with this entire hiring situation, hierarchy within USA Soccer. And I mean for a plethora of reasons. We don't, we're not even getting into the women's side of what's going on over there right now. But that's for another day. 
But I, I, this I, is this is pathetic, and I think just overall, it's just a complete black eye on the federation itself. And I mean, sports parenting wise, it's it's the number one story of all time. I, it, it really is, and and I, I agree with you uh, that it just seems that U.S. soccer has become like this, as you say, an old boys network uh, of a very sort of a clicky country club mentality. That if you if you're part of that that scene, that you are somehow you assume that you are now entitled to have your say and to get things done according to whatever your priorities are. The problem is U.S. soccer keeps making these mistakes over and over and over again. And, you know, why, why doesn't, you know, somebody in charge say, you know, let's just blow this up and start from scratch. This is a huge, as you say, a huge black eye because this is just wrong. Now, as, as to your allegation that maybe Burhalter went to, uh, to, to Gio and said, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've known you your entire life, but I don't know if you're going to get much playing time or you're going to start in the World Cup. I don't know why Burhalter did that. If he did do that, I just don't know. But you would think that he probably would have approached it with some delicacy. Yeah. But I, I gather that the Gio said, well, you know, I'm just going to knock, I'm just going to, just uh, put a you know uh, so-so effort and practices and that was it and so the parents retaliated again part of that that sort of closed circle that closed fraternity of like well you know we're all part of U.S. soccer and we can say what we want and get away with it it's just wrong it's just so wrong it's absolutely pathetic and um, I'm actually uh, I'm not sure if you if you've heard this part of the story it's uh, it's a little bit further back but um and I'm not. I've been kind of doing a lot of things over here, so I haven't heard every caller's thoughts. Mm-hmm. But there was a, and I think this is pretty uh, comical in and of itself, a leadership convention that uh, Greg spoke at. Yes. Not too long ago. Yes. And he basically alluded to the sending of Geo home, and he said, oh, I'm not going to name the player, but he went through the whole thing. And basically, I mean, without, yeah. without giving the name to it, trashed a guy. And I, I just think that was the nail in his coffin of being the coach of this uh, of this federation going forward. And another I, another example of, I mean, come on, man, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to portray Greg Berhalter as a saint. We know that, but oh, of course, not. and who who knows what kind of pressures he was having to deal with behind behind you know closed doors with U.S. soccer. But fact is, most professional coaches today, professional coaches, regardless of the sport, have enough media training and background to watch what they say and to basically censor themselves so they don't find themselves in these kind of awkward situations. In this case, it just spiraled out of control. It's just inexplicable to me. That somebody somewhere in the federation isn't saying, you know, like like the U.S. soccer president Cindy uh, Parlo Cohn, she should be saying this is not right, this is wrong. This why don't they have these issues with uh, NFL or with Major League Baseball or, or or NBA? We should have ways to do this so we're not basically enabling sports parents to embarrass the entire operation. It's just wrong, and it sets as I said a very tough precedent because whoever they hire for the next men's uh, soccer coach. That question is going to come up right away. Well, how do I handle this with Raina? What do we do with this kid? Is I, we guarantee he's going to start, put that in writing? It's just so bizarre, Ed. I, I don't know how, how, you, how this goes on. Exactly. It's just weird. And, I mean, at the same time, you look at it and you have to say to yourself, in the, in the eyes of another coach, you're going to be coming into a program that's going to have the entire country looking at it for the next, maybe not for the next four years, but once you get to that World Cup that's hosted in America, you're going to have all the pressure in the world. And now this is the turmoil that's going on within the Federation itself. It's not just the team. These are people that are highly ranked like officials within U.S. soccer. Of course. I mean, Claudio Reyna is no longer with the group. He works for, I believe, FC Dallas Austin, or yes. Austin. Austin, yes, yeah. correct. Um, so he's not technically in the group, but at the same time, he's an advisor in some way. You know, you have guys like Brian McBride who are also part of that group that they just allow things like this to continue to happen and nobody's holding them accountable. <laughs> and, no, now, and now it's a peak. Now it's a peak, like, comedy story for the rest of the world to laugh at us for something that's not 
on the field related for once, which absolutely sucks. I tell you, it is such a black eye. I don't know. I don't get the sense from, you know, following the story that USA, U.S. soccer has actually understood what they've done to themselves here. I mean, talk about shooting yourself on the foot. It's just unbelievable. All right, Ed, I got to go. I, I thank you as always uh, for your input and insights into what's happening in the world of soccer and obviously from the sports parenting perspective. Uh, and friends, I'll see you all next Sunday morning right here on the Sports Edge. Be sure to check my Twitter feed for the start time for my show next Sunday. See you then. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.